0: We started hey in Maseches. Uh, Recording in progress. Maseches. Be, be okay. She's uh, a hard time to Because she's in need somebody who's going to support her. what she not call the problem. Yeah, she's, uh, she's one of a kind. Okay, let's get started. So what did we learn yesterday? So we started off in um, pretty much the middle of a topic on the top of the daf. And uh, just to give a basic basic uh, review of the, of the topic at hand, we were basically, um, the question on the table, Rav of Nachman on daf Lam Dalaram and Midves. he asked, what's the story with the uh, power of Shabbos that uh, makes any food eating on Shabbos <coughs> significant? Uh, to, such a, to such a degree it's nothing called a snack on Shabbos everything is like a chash of eating and if that's the case, that's why he makes it that it's obligated you know, tithing even if it's a non-finished product is that even if it's a non-finished product or only if it's a finished product so that was the Shailam so um, the, the, the Rav Nachum gave it teretz and he said no, it's only if it's an actual uh, no, even if it's not finished it's something that there's further processing yet to be done. Doesn't matter. The fact that it's Shav- that it's going to be planning on being eaten on Shabbos, is automatically that obligates all the trumas and mesas to be taken out. Oh. So the question then is: um, uh, So the Gemara, Gemara thought they had a right from our Mishnah to this, um, Rav Marzutra, Bered Nachman. Thought that he had a nice raya, the Gemara knocked off the rising, that really that's not what's going on in our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is not based on the fact that it was Shabbos, it's really not as a side point. The main factor is because you called it out that that's what you're planning on eating. Oh. And on that, the Gemara asked the question and said, But, but why wouldn't you say that since the leftovers are choser, meaning whatever you're not eating is going back in the container? Back to where the storage room is. So the halach is, according to, I mean, Rabbi Yezre's Shita is is that anytime it's Moser Choser, it's automatically not Kovayr. <laughs> and uh, the, we, we see this scenario by the case of the olives. Somebody has all the olives sit. There's it translated? Okay, that. That. Oh, the fat. Yeah, olive fat. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. The the there's another, there's another word for vat in, for wine. That's the guy. But, uh, right, but anyway. Um, so, the Gemara says that if you take the, the olives out of the vat and you eat it just for a nash since you, it's in the vat for the pressing purposes, so um, therefore you, um, um, you're let a, you, can, you can eat it without having to take any tithing. Um, however, if you took 10, then you would need to tithe. That's already a significant amount. On that, says the Gemara, Rabbi Lezer says, that, um, um, that, no, if it's tohor, so then the matan, so then you'd be right, you have to take the tithe. But if it's tamay, the matan, so then you would be putting it back, and therefore you do not, do not have to tithe. And the Gemara explains what is the difference Tameh, what's a And the Gemara explains that basically what we're talking about here is is that the person himself is Tame. and when he takes out what's from a tahar that, then basically whatever he took out is becoming tummy. Once it becomes tummy, you obviously can't put the leftovers back in the vat so therefore it will ruin everything. So therefore, whatever he took out is automatically significant in that sense and that's why you would have to take the thought as opposed to whenever the circumstance is that it's already tummy. So in him taking it out, it's still not necessarily that he's going to eat it. So he took out ten so he shouldn't have to keep going back and then when he's finished eating, he has a few a couple of olives, he's good to go. Then he'll just pick it up and put it back in the vat. And that's Moserah The leftovers go back. Once the leftovers go back, since Rebbe there, that no tithe need be taken. That's the basic gist over here. It's considered just a snacking. And that's the story. So... Yeah, tell me, I thought that of tummy You still have to... Uh, take the tithe. Tithe, right? Right. It'll be a tummy a- tithe. And the tummy tithe, especially by oil, is very useful because they can use it as a fuel uh, that's eat. what you do. Can't, you just can't, 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 you know, All the only thing that you can't do is eat it, but there's quite a significant use in a. That's in, true, like, nice so, you can have. so the tithes go to the or the lady whoever gets it, right? But right. It? <laughs> Rabbi, question Didn't we see one place where we uh, we made an assumption that, uh, we, we go on the assumption is that uh, the person who took something. Was, was, it didn't matter whether he was Tameh uh, or Tahar. We just assumed, uh, for that purpose, he was Tahar. There was uh, something a place. Was it the first fruits, or there was something where, otherwise, they wouldn't uh, open it for Shabbat or something? I can't remember. So I was just wondering whether you make that same assumption here. That you would... Yeah. No. We're talking about the. We're talking about a very specific scenario. That's what. That's how we're explaining the two sides. Otherwise, why else would it make a difference? Um, why else would it make a difference whether it's tahor or tamay as to whether you need to tithe or not need to tithe? The only explanation we could come up with is where he knows for a fact that he is tamay and therefore whatever he takes out is as soon as he took it out, it becomes tamay and therefore um, he can't put it back because the that was tahor, and therefore whatever he took out is staying out and once it's staying out, so then the Allah is that he's going to have to separate the tithe. But yeah, of course, there are scenarios where we have a right to assume that a person's is torn. You don't naturally jump to conclusions that people are me. And um, um, there's a whole discussion that around the holiday, we, have a, we treat ame, even Ameyaretz as if they're completely tore, Um just not after the holiday. Anyway, so there are such concepts. But again, we're trying to explain this particular scenario. Anyway, so the Gemara is saying, that uh, that this din of Moser Choser should really apply over here as well. <coughs> All he's doing is declaring, again, we're, we're saying it's nothing to do with Shabbos, that's helping the, uh, establish this as a as a permanent thing that requires, therefore, to be tied. All it has to do is because he called it out. So, yeah, but this calling out, it's Moser Choser. Whatever he leaves over is basically going back into storage, and therefore it should be chive. So the Gemara says... Um, the Gemara says maybe you could say the same answer by us in our Mishnah we're talking about where the pantry or the place where all the dry fruit are drying are, uh, is, is tohar and the man is Tame, so therefore whatever is going to take out is going to have to stay out and that's why it's Moser Chosur so the Gemara says that works very well if you're not just declaring if you're actually taking but if you're just saying I'm taking my portion from here so that, uh, that then, then whatever you don't take is by definition put back and it's remain tar, because you don't have to touch it to put it back. It's already there. You understand? That's the big factor. So therefore, um, this answer does not hold, does not hold water. Okay? It's not working. So the Gemara explains, um, it must be, we're, we're starting over from scratch. You want to know what's the reason why the Mishnah, our Mishnah, that we quote about Rebbe Lezer, is not a Raya that Shabbos is koveya, even if it's not Niggmah Melachto? The reason why is because it's Ezer Lishitas or Reb-l-ezer, That That's true, that Shabbos is Kovea, even if it's not a You want to know why? Because it's in Ezer's world. Rebliezer holds that uh, Truma, just separating the Truma itself, automatically is Kovea, all kinds of meiser even if it's not a finished product. So Mela, it makes sense that if Truma is able to do so, surely Shabbos is able to do so. But uh, in the world of the Rabbonah, who says... So the Gemara says, okay, very nice. Well, maybe we could bring a riot from the Seifa. Because that was all, that was only Rebbe who said that you just make a, what, what's called like a generic declaration. But You have to do a very specific declaration. You have to delineate exactly what you plan on taking for Shabbos. From this shelf, on this, you know, this shelf, and this, uh, this uh, aisle, this row, this uh, shelf, and that's where he's specifying exactly what he's planning on taking from here to here. Okay? So, if that's the case, um, we said it's also Koveh, um, um, so the Mishas, so we're obviously talking about something that's not Nigam or Malachto, and it's only because it's on Shemitah year. Had it not been a Shemitah year, there would be a, a requirement for tithing. So you see that, that that does have a requirement of tithing, which, even though it's not Nigam or Malachto, so Shabbos is Koveh, so the Gemara says, really, the Chacham's opinion is not do Shabbos. It's because he delineated. And the delineation itself is what creates the obli- obligation for all tithing. So, um, so the Gemara says, um, if that's true, then why did we talk about Shabbos? That's for the side point that uh, to tell you that even though it's tevel, it's still muhanu for Shabbos because separating tithes on Shabbos is, not, uh, is only rabbinically prohibited. And if you do it, it actually does become properly tithed. And therefore, it is not mokta, and that's like the side factor of what we're trying to convey with with Shabbos, which brings us now to a Gemara brought down a contradiction in Rebliaser. Rebliaser in our Mishnah, um, um, uh, basically saying that it's that it's that Shabbos is Kovea. Um and uh, and we brought a source. Somebody's eating eating um, uh, some grapes, a, a cluster of grapes. And um, he goes in to, from his garden to the courtyard. So, according to Rabbi Yasser, he says, well, since you started eating it in a perfunctory manner, typically grapes are not a finished product because you plan on you know, producing wine with your grapes. And then, um, but nevertheless, once you start eating, you could finish your eating. And Rabbi Shua says, don't finish eating. Um, no, you cannot. Okay." What if uh, you're 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 eating a cluster of grapes and then it kicks into Shabbos? According to Rabbi as you could finish, and according to Rabbi Shur, you cannot finish. Again, contradiction because once it's eating on Shabbos, it shouldn't automatically that be coveted for meiser? And if it's coveted for meiser. You should have to take a, uh, take, a, take all the times before you finish it before you eat anything more. Don't we say if you start something then if it continues do you finish that, like if you're if you're eating? So um, you are know, like, benching right. So yeah. I, you know, I was thinking, First of all, yes, we do say that by 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 by, by when you started your meal. Yeah, but the, yeah, but but that doesn't really work for a Shabbos when you when you start your meal before Shabbos and you're going into Shabbos, you're gonna to have to make kiddush now. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Even even you. you have to make kiddush before if you're taking on Shabbos early. But the point being is you can't just you know Shabbos is is automatically going to elevate anything that you eat on Shabbos. The game changer. Yeah, it's, it's all, so shop. it's Going out of shop is we extending the shop. You're saying shop. You haven't gone out yet. Yeah. That's right. right. That's why you still say you say, "No, because of what you so have." Yeah. You, you, you don't gain yet. weight from eating out. Yeah, as long as you don't weight <laughs> yourself, it's yes, true. No <laughs> way <laughs> you don't, don't you shop. No. I try not to even to the weekdays. Not easy, but my life. Right. Okay, so Rabbi Yeshua, um, Rabbi Yeshua says that you can't finish. Okay, anyway, bottom line is so the Gemara asked this as a country, which gave a very interesting answer. The Gemara says that the real Pshat over there, Rab Nathan explains, Rabbi Lezer is not talking about finishing, um, let's say, the first case where you finished in the Chatzir. No, no, no. He means you walked into the Chatzir, you go back. And, uh, and, and go back into the garden where it grows and finish it there. You can't finish it in the Chatzar because the Chatzar is Kovah. So you have to like, turn around and, and you know, go back to the field and then eat it. That's what you do. Same thing with Shabbos. Mm-hmm. You brought it in, you realize it's Shabbos. Don't finish it then on Shabbos. Wait till after Shabbos is out and then you could finish eating it <laughs> and it's like what? Yeah, when yeah. oh, Chavez was over. Yeah, when Chavez was over, you could. Right, so. so. You You won't have those grapes. You won't have those grapes. You have other foods. Your wife okay. <laughs> don't cook. <put> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so that's the answer, which is very, again, interesting idea. Okay. Um... So um, we saw. Then we saw a, an opposing opinion. This was all. All this was, was actually Rav Nachman's answer. That Shabbos is koveya lemaisros even for davar shelodim mermelachto. Came came along, Ravin, in the name of Yochran, and he says all these things that are kovea to obligate tithing, like Shabbos, Truma, Chotzer, Mechach. All of them are only kvea if it's a mulatto. If it's not nigmer melachto, it does not create kvios at all. Okay? And we went through each of these items one by one. First, we talked about Shabbos. He's countering the opinion of Hillel, who says that if you're, if you're bundling peros with the intent of, of drying them out, fruit, and your goal is to dry them, so it's basically not a finished product, and it's Shabbos, comes to Shabbos, so review that says, Hillel himself was, was basically saying that it's prohibited unless you take a time. Okay, that's Hillel. Nobody else agrees to it. So that's one. Next one is Chotzer. Uh, it's also Kovir for Meiser, typically. But not Meiser, uh, not if it's not Nigmar Malakhto. The case is, somebody's moving his figs from courtyard to, to drive them out. The kids can can gnash on it, awry without any Meiser's obligation. Okay? So what do you see? Even though it's in the courtyard, which is already basically the house, you have to understand, the chatzar is not like the field. Chatzar is the courtyard. It's like an extension of the house. It's, you know, people eat there. They hang out there. Nevertheless, it's not kovea for, uh, not kovea for miser. Now, this is in contra- a contrast to uh, the house. Once you bring it into the house, that's a different story. Okay. The third... Was uh, so far we said Shabbos, we said Chatur, and the third one was um, Truma, because um, Reb holds that as soon as you take it Truma, then everything's considered a finished product, even if it's not finished, and uh, you have to take off all the other ties. That's Reb Liazar's lishitaso. Come disagree with that, okay? And then Mecca, is that when you buy uh, figs, let's say from an Am and most people. Press the figs, so that means they dry the figs and then put it. You know, press them into the cake. Um, you're allowed to eat from them perfunctorily, and um, and the uh, but, uh, until you know, while well, they're still fresh, and when uh, you'll separate the, you'll only separate the demai, which teaches us number one that mekach doesn't koveya if it unless it's nigam or malachto. Number two, most amei do take tithes, and number three, um, you take the or from amayorets even if it's not nigma lachtot, you don't have to take more than mine, because you do still do assume that they took the truma. And that's not like the other opinion. There's a Mishnah that says that when you're bartering your fruit with your friend, so each one, then according to the Tanakama, no matter what the circumstance, whether I'm trying to eat it fresh, or he's trying to eat it fresh, or I'm going to wait to dry it, he's not, or whatever it is, all the scenarios... You're chayev to separate all the tides on a purchase. And Rebuda says no, only whoever's taking it to eat who is chayev, whoever's taking it to dry it's not chayev, it's because after all it's not yet a finished product. But again, we're, we're assuming that the, the purchase itself doesn't create a kneus. And that is the end of the fourth chapter. Took us to the new parak, which is talking about a scenario. You have a fruit on your, some fruit that were put up on your roof to dry, and it looks like you see the rainstorm, rain clouds coming, and it's Yom and you don't want to have your fruit get ruined. So if you have a skylight, that's a, it's a plug to have a skylight, you can just scoop them, you know, push them off into the skylight, into the house, and then close the skylight, and everything's nice and safe. Um, We'll see. Is this is in contrast to a window that you would not be allowed to gather them together. That's a much bigger hassle to like and then lower them into a window. That would be not acceptable. Okay. Also, we talked about in the Mishnah that you're allowed to cover fruit um, with a keli to protect it from from a drip. And barrels of wine or oil as well can be covered. And you're also if there is something dripping, you can actually catch the drip. Um, so it doesn't get all over the place. That's another allowance. So those are all what the Mishnah talks about. So the first thing the Mishnah, the Gemara, focused on is the Lashon Mishilin, and we saw a few Gersos. So first it was Mishilin, then there was Mashilin. and we said that both of those are accurate. Um, they both fit. We use these words to refer to something dropping, um, or a, it's like a scissor, so it's also called... You, you can see how that connects to each other. I'm, I'm sorry, not a scissors. It's mashkilin, it's like we're, like a, it's a blemish in a bechor, where one leg like sort of dropped out of its socket, so it lowered. Anyway, the point being is you see the term referring to something dropping. We also heard other expressions of mashirin and mashirin and manshirin. And all of those are, are, pre- are proper terms to describe what's going on over here. And we brought the sources for them. Okay. The next thing we got into um, is um, when we okay, lowering it in through the skylight on Yom Tif, The question on the table was, and this is going to keep us busy in a little bit into today's stuff, is how much can be lowered in? Where's the gvol? Are you allowed to empty your entire rooftop into your house? Is there a limit? Okay, that's the shaila. Um, so we saw that uh, that when clearing the field on Shabbos to make space for the guests, you would be allowed to do four or five boxes of grain to make room um, for guests or for bittul based medrash. Well, so that's amount that you'd be allowed to do here as well. So the Gemara says that that's not a good right, and the reason why over there there's um, that you would be allowed to do so much is maybe because. Um, Shabbos is naturally more strict in people's eyes and nobody's going to treat Shabbos in a denigrating way as opposed to Yom Tiff, you've got to be extra strict that's number one um, so a to say that we wouldn't be granted as much no, another factor is that, um, is that um, um, the other factor is, is that there you have a special purpose of Bittl Bish Medrash it's Bittl Torah at stake so there's a special imperative which you don't have over here to lower the fruit into your, you know, into your house. So much stuff, so it's not, it's not it maybe as strong of a reason. On the flip side, you could say that maybe you it wouldn't have the limitation of four or five because over here there's a half mammon, which is maybe even a bigger uh, consideration. Whereas over there, it's not really a half mammon, so maybe that's why there's only a limited allowance. So the point being is, is that we're stuck really with how much are you allowed to do, and we don't. We don't have an answer yet. R- Robbie, the scenario is that you need your attic space for entertaining guests on, in, on top of the... On no, that was out in the, the field. No, the case over there was on the field. Let me just end this.